0: And welcome to another episode of Talk Gopher Buckets. I'm Luke Buer.
1: And this is Ryan James coming from the James basement in Waconia. <laughs>
0: live from the james basement this is from the Buer basement in in Roseville. so uh so ryan we we haven't chatted in a little while and it seems like a good time to talk a little bit more recruiting um let's see uh we had jamal mashburn uh jr on campus for an official visit um i know dawson Garcia is on campus for an official visit uh another uh, some other guys i'm sure i don't know the names of etc so give us the quick rundown of the recent visits
1: okay Well, this weekend was Jamal Mashburn Jr., who is, of course, the son of Jamal Mashburn, who played at Kentucky for Rick Pitino, who is obviously the father of Richard Pitino. Um, Jamal is from Florida, but he's been at Brewster Academy in New Hampshire. And if you think Brewster Academy sounds familiar, that is where Minnesota picked up Mo Walker from. Um, that is where Alex Alkaynen went to school after he left Grand Rapids, Minnesota. I'm the. I feel like there was another Brewster Academy player that I, Minnesota. I think
0: I can't. Yeah. I can't think of who that is, but that seems familiar as well. But yeah, I know. I know definitely Mo Walker, and I know you're right with Alkaynen as well. He went to Brewster Academy after leaving Grand Rapids.
1: No, it could have been a couple players that were at. Um, Brewster Academy. Uh, We we tracked them a lot and they went somewhere else, so that could be it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's where Jamal is. Um, Should you be excited about Jamal Mashburn Jr.? If Minnesota was to land him and all signs are pointing to Minnesota likely landing him, as a matter of fact, if they don't land him, I would be very shocked. Um, What is he? The six-foot... 165 pound uh, combo guard, he's listed as. Shot 40 plus percent from the arc in EYBL this year, averaging 17 points for uh, the PSA Cardinals. And that's a traditionally very good program. I believe they were pretty good this year once again. Um, So he's a talented, talented player. Maybe not, he's not really the true point guard. But at the same time, Minnesota needs shooters. Minnesota needs skilled basketball players that are quality, and he is that. Um, he was here this weekend. Uh, Jamal is not. I've been able to talk with Jamal here and there. Uh, more so when I message with him, he's quick in response to that. Um, but that's about it. Um, but I've been fortunate that he responds to me consistently almost every— I should not even say I'll just say he responds to me every single time. Um, and, the, you know, a lot of what he told me tonight was everything here, it pretty much confirmed what he liked the last time. He did speak about how he really liked Minneapolis and how he really— the Carlton School of Management— is that right, Luke? Did I yeah, that
0: no, right? that's the Carlson School of Management. Yep, yep, the business school.
1: Yeah, the business school was something that really stood out to him as well. Um, they were at the football game. He and his father, just like they were last year. Uh, they, I believe what I see him, I think it was with Kyle Lindstedt and Ed Conroy. I saw him there. So Jamal Maspern was here. Um, I he took a visit to Cal last weekend, Minnesota this weekend, and something he had mentioned going to Wake Forest. When I asked him, I said, hey, what's next for you in recruiting? And he said, a decision. And from what I've heard from contacts in the college coaching world and what I've heard from people in the recruiting b- analyst business, all I've heard is Jamal Mashburn is very likely to be a gopher. And if he's about to make a decision, that's a really good piece. For the University of Minnesota. Yeah, um,
0: I was going to say definitely a, a, a good a good way to start, right? This is a this is a highly rated kid, a four star. Um, you know, it also has some name credibility for those people that like that kind of stuff. Um, and, and it's hard to it's hard to argue with that, and especially as much heat as like Patino has maybe gotten recently. Now that we're in October without a commit, uh, this is a really good way to start off a class potentially. If if that's a, about to go down.
1: Well, the beautiful thing is. You know, he, the, he has a scorer's mentality to him, and he, that means he can play with Marcus Carr. Yeah, that then he can move over and handle the ball and play with Gabe Kelscher and Peyton Willis and Trey Williams. You know, so it's a good it's a good fit because he's a good basketball player and he can play both spots. And he he'd be a freshman when Marcus Carr is a junior, so it's I like i like how it would be as a fit. Um, he'd be another player that could play multiple spots. And again, I'm not, he has not committed. He doesn't even have a commitment date, but I believe very soon, sometime soon, um, or whenever he makes the decision, he's going to be a Minnesota Gopher. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Um, Unless I hear something different. And if I do, it'll be all over Go Gopher, Gopher Illustrated in the message board. Um, or if me and Luke pull off an emergency uh, <laughs> podcast at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. We'll just throw away our day jobs. And right. And be on the phone. But yeah, the, I, the visit went well. Um, barring anything crazy, I, I imagine that Rick Pitino and Jamal Maxburn Sr. will be followed by Richard Pacino and Jamal Masperin Jr. That's kind of what I, we're hearing, but even recruiting, you never totally know, but I would be surprised if it didn't happen.
0: All right, so let's talk about some of these bigs. Um, obviously, Dawson Garcia is on campus. A lot of Minnesotans would obviously be interested in hearing about that because uh, you know, he is a far, five-star kid, a local product from Prior Lake. Um, so I know you had a piece up on Gopher Illustrated, but you know, what did you kind of delve from that visit from him?
1: I picked up that Dawson Garcia went from Minnesota just being in the top seven as a maybe to Minnesota being a very legit contender. Um, There's lots of reasons for that. The Gopher coaching staff really got their attention. I I would assume it was Dawson and his parents with the way they put together a video package and explained Explain to him how they would use him, the ways that he they would he would be used in their system, how they want to use him, and that's something that really caught Dawson's eye. Also, Kyle Lindstedt, said, "Go for assistant coach." I'm told the family is a big fan of the work he's put in and the relationship that he's built with the family. That's a positive. Dawson is also. Has has a connection to the local Minnesota guys, and apparently he very much enjoyed his spending his time with Jarvis Omarsa, with all uh, the rest of the guys who you know that that are like the hosts on the trip when you go to the football games and when you oh, go yeah, sure. tour facilities. And you know when they go hang out in the dorms, um, I, I they go hang out in the dorms usually on these trips as well. I would guess that it's different for each person. Um, Especially if you have your family with you on the trip. I don't know exactly how they do that, but then they go to Richard Petino's house. He mentioned that. And I was told last Sunday night that Minnesota put themselves in as a contender. And this was Dawson's third trip there of the fall. Two unofficials and an official. And based on when he's likely to decide, which would be at the, he's going to decide this fall. That's what he told me. He's going to decide this fall. I would expect that he's on campus at least one more time, probably for a football game. I wouldn't be surprised if Gopher fans had their chance to say, we want Dawson or we want Garcia or whatever rolls off the tongue the easiest or just Dawson, Garcia, whatever. Whatever. They, I, I'm assuming the Gophers will have their chance, the fans will have their chance to maybe cheer for him at something, you know, before the signing day comes. Um he's at Memphis right now as he speaks on an official visit. I would... He said that he's going to visit Indiana. I expect him to visit Marquette. I just think that'll happen. North Carolina could be the other, maybe. Although North Carolina has had like, like half the damn top 20 on campus lately, and they already have multiple trips. so maybe... I don't know where that'll be. But I'm at Minnesota, Memphis, Indiana, and Marquette, I think would be there. Maybe North Carolina too, but I haven't heard of a visit for that. So, But yeah, Minnesota fans should be very encouraged by the visit that Dawson had with Minnesota just because by all accounts the players helped them help the cause. Uh, the coaches did a really good job with it. Um, yeah, it all, it all sounded very positive. Um, a person that I, that I talked to that they believe Minnesota has a chance, really has a chance now, or they didn't quite think they did before.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's encouraging. It's always encouraging whenever you can get a kid on a, a kid to take an official visit, right? That's always a that's always a positive, especially even locally. A lot of the guys seem to just go with the unofficial route, so that's definitely a positive. Uh, let's chat about um, Martise Mitchell. This is a guy. Um, out of Illinois, a 610 center. Um, it, I think, I think your publication 247 has him ranked as a four star. Um, it, this, is a, this is a guy that official visited uh, at Minnesota just recently. Additionally, uh, he was looking I think he recently visited Xavier as well. Um, and I think Rutgers is also in his top. It sounds like he's actually going to be committing on Tuesday. Um, so what are you hearing on him?
1: Was it Tuesday or tomorrow?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's Tuesday or tomorrow. I guess I got all my days mixed up. This is a Sunday. So he's committing soon. Let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, I think it's 2 p.m. tomorrow, but right now I'm in the basement away from my computer or anything to look at. Um, uh, What I'm hearing is that unless Jamal Maxburn jumps in front and makes a decision or somebody else jumps in in front, I'm hearing that Marquise Mitchell will be the – the first commitment to Minnesota obviously he hasn't announced that yet maybe he you know, changes his mind and it doesn't happen but like Saturday night I talked to well first of all Marquise Mitchell visited at this the same weekend that Dawson Garcia did he came up with a few coaches um he I, I believe I believe I think it was some coaches and somebody else from his family as well he was here two weekends ago the same weekend Dawson was Um, Marquise Mitchell reminds me when I watched him play and this summer, I got to see him play, excuse me. I got to see him play twice at our summer event at prep whoops event. And I watched him play in the battle at the lakes tournament we had in May. So I've seen him play for, I saw him play three full games plus, you know, pieces of others in video. He reminds me a lot of a gopher named Antoine Broxy. Um, Antoine didn't develop in Minnesota. Uh, he, 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 he transferred to Oklahoma State after the academic scandal. But Antoine had a lot of potential, and Martiz has a lot of potential. Um, one thing that Martiz really liked about Minnesota is that Minnesota will play people. You could play the power forward, you play. Um, he could play center. We'll, we'll, we'll mix and match, we'll put you at different spots. And that's interesting to Martiz because he wants to be able to face up on the basket and play in a skilled way. And Minnesota is talk, talking to him about how, about they, you, how they would use him like that, and he likes that. Um, now, I've heard him mention; there, it'd be mentioned that he wants to play some wing, um, or that he is a wing. This is not a wing. Uh, you watch the video, watch the games. This is it's a, a, a five-four. You would play him as a center, an active agile center, or you play him a power forward. And he can stretch the four a little bit. He can use the dribble a little bit. Um, but he, he's a really nice... He's a nice player. He's a nice prospect. He's long arms. He's fairly agile. He's still raw, though. Um, he's going to take... It's going to take a little bit. He's going to need some weight room work. He's going to need some, you know, some some, work in terms of developing you know, more to his repertoire. It, it's going to take some time. He'd be a perfect guy to play behind Daniel True and some with Daniel True. and then as the future goes then move into a big minute spot. But he he's a nice player to add to the front court. And will they add the front court? Well I was told last night, Saturday night, was that I was down to Minnesota in Rutgers. And then Evan Daniels today came onto our message board. And if you're not sure who Evan Daniels is, Evan Daniels is the national analyst for twenty four seven sports and he talked about, you know, how Minnesota's in a good spot for Marquise, and he put a crystal ball pick in for Marquise, and then that propelled, or propelled, (laughs) I don't know if propelled is the right word, but that pushed me to dig in a little bit and try to find more, and what I've heard is that Minnesota, when he makes his decision at 2 o'clock, barring some crazy thing happening, he'll be the first commitment to Minnesota, And Minnesota has a very good chance of starting off their 2020 recruiting class with Jamal Mashburn, who's ranked 84th, 85th in the country, and Marquise Mitchell, who's ranked 122 or 124 in the country. And that's a nice group. That would be a nice group. Um, Luke, you had mentioned four stars. I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, when the hell did did somebody in the 120s become a four-star prospect? But I looked. Then I went and looked, and it looks like 24/7 Sports basically has pushed uh, four-star prospects from around the top 100 to the top 125. So okay. they've added about 25 to how they do it. Okay, yeah. 25 people can walk around the country more each year and say they're also four-star <laughs> guys.
0: Yeah, his composite is, which is a, a summation or average across all of the. Uh, uh, all of the networks that re- do uh, recruiting analysts. Um, he's a three-star on that. But, yeah, he's a four-star on 247. Um, yeah, but
1: that, that composite includes ESPN. And ESPN is yeah, like... it's garbage, like, I know. E- yeah, ESPN is like you were going to have a Juicy Lucy contest. Like, you're <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to 5A Club or I'm going to go to uh, Matt's or I'm going go to go... What's the new place? I can't remember. What's the other one?
0: Blue Door Pub. And then he
1: goes, okay, that pub, and then adding in the White Castle, like, you know, I mean, Juicy Lucy from those three famous places, or White Castle, well, yeah, that's ESPN, ESPN when it comes to basketball recruiting, they're Juicy Lucy, they're the Juicy Lucy, they're the White Castle of the recruiting world.
0: All right, so let's let's also chat quick about a couple other names that I know are, the Gophers are high on right now. Um, so one being the local kid, Kerwin Walton. He, I think, is ranked 20th in the country. Uh, he He's a four-star uh, as well. Um, this is shooting guard 6'5", 6'5", uh, shooting guard at Hopkins. Um, what are you hearing about Kerwin these days?
1: I hear Kerwin, I love Kerwin Walton. Very honest, hardworking kid. Um, and I've been able to connect with Kerwin regularly throughout the recruitment. Um, Right now, what I would say about Kerwin Walton is Kerwin Walton could go all West Arizona. He could stay home to Minnesota. He could stay home close to to Minnesota and go to Creighton or Iowa State. He could go out to North Carolina. He could go out to Miami, or he could go anywhere in between. Kerwin Walton has taken the place of Dawson Garcia as the guy that I have still very little clue about where he's going to go. It's just he – but part of that is because, like, Kerwin Walton was ranked, like, 160th in
0: June, right? right. When he, was, he like, blew like up.
1: Gopher, what's that? He blew up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, when he was at Gopher team camp, like, he was, like, 160, 165, and that was in late June. And then, Dawson Garcia's injury in July – I mean, I, I sorry – too bad that Dawson got hurt and couldn't play, you know, in Birmingham and LA with a D, with D one Minnesota. But at the same time, that allowed Kerwin Walton to like put on one of the most ridiculous July shooting displays I've ever seen, and he was phenomenal. And like, like the offer list that he's accumulated, which to put to, to, like to put it into like, you know, to, to say it quickly. He basically has every school in the country wanting him, or they would take him. Besides Duke and in Kentucky, yeah, like pretty anybody that has a scholarship in the country that wants a guard would likely take Kerwin Walton, except for Duke and Kentucky, and that's insane. You know what I mean? Like he's had Kansas, Arizona, and. North Carolina, in in, the, in wanting him to, you know, to, he, he has visited Arizona. He, he's going to visit North Carolina, just now with Kansas. If that's the group you're in, along with everybody else, like that's what you call like McDonald's All-American territory or at least top 50 territory. So I don't care what anybody has him ranked in any of those things. This is a top. He's being recruited like a top fifty kid, and it's because he shoots forty nine percent of it from the arc, both in Adidas play and in high school play, where he led a team to a state championship. Right. That's true. Recruiting wise, man, I have no idea where he's going to go. He just was at Creighton this weekend. Told me he's going to to North Carolina October twenty fifth. He's talked about visiting Miami, but that hasn't been booked. Um, he was at Iowa State and Arizona, um, <laughs> like he, Cal's been in here. Arkansas's been in here. Um, he said that he's gonna go see Minnesota, although he told me that in the, in early August, by the way. But he he said he also told me that Minnesota was in there September twentieth to see him. So like, if, I think he'll visit Minnesota, but I don't know that it'll be official, or unofficial. Who knows? Um, so yeah, like. Terwin Walton could go a lot of places, but there's no visit scheduled for Minnesota. So if you're a Gopher fan, you can't get, you know, you can't. I, it's hard to even, like, consider him, you know, a potential addition at the moment until a visit scheduled, you know?
0: Right, for sure. Uh, what about DJ Gordon? I know that's someone the Gophers have been on as well.
1: DJ Gordon, he's the, uh, the man who was supposed to come September 21st. Uh, there was an the emergency in the family. He rescheduled for this coming weekend. Um, there's a lot of talk about, you know, Pitt and uh, oh, uh, Pitt and Penn State with him locally. Uh, the Providence visit was canceled. So, basically, I believe it's down to Penn State, Pitt, Iowa, and Minnesota. He was at Iowa this past weekend. If you're a message board guy, there's a lot of message board posts about you know, about Iowa and DJ Gordon, you know, do they really want him? Do they not really want him? You know, is this, that, this, that. Right. So uh, I don't, I don't know which way he's leaning at all, but if Minnesota gets him to campus this weekend, that's a big deal. He's a top 200 kid, a uh, six foot five shooting guard. Uh, the word is he's pretty versatile. So he's, he's a potential wing. The one thing with DJ, Let's say the Gophers land DJ, or he's like, I want to be a Gopher. Your Gopher's got to take him. I mean, he's a top 200 kid. Yeah. And then, you know, and then for that, that probably means, you know, the chances are slim to none on Kerwin Walton. But at the same time, you know, with Cur, maybe they take both. But if they took both and Jamal and Marquise, that's four guys. So then there's no one Dawson. But those are. Would be good problems to have, not bad problems. So right. we'll see. You, you just have to see what all shakes out.
0: Okay. anything anything else that we should hit on here before? I know we, we we're going to probably be coming soon uh, with an episode about the schedule. Kind of you know, practices kicked off. We'll probably talk about the upcoming season. Any other things recruiting before we move into that conversation?
1: Yeah, yeah. I got two two more recruiting thoughts and then an idea of what I want to do for a show. All right. All right. So let's. Uh, Jamari Sibley is another guy who recently visited. He was re- he visited on the fourteenth. Um, <laughs> in the weirdest situation, he's told reporters that he's got a final two, but he only he will only tell anybody that Iowa's in that final two. So uh, I don't know. Is Minnesota the other one in that final two, or is it Georgetown? Or maybe even is it Iowa State, who has also been in the recruitment? Nobody really knows, but I believe he's at Georgetown this past weekend, or he's or he's going. I yeah, I think he was at Georgetown this past weekend. At the moment, I would assume that you know, I I would assume that it's not like it's not likely to be Minnesota, um, just based on the fact that it was Iowa and then maybe something else. So I. I, but it's tough to read on that situation. Um, also, oh, I should throw in Jethro. I mean, Jethro, I don't know how to say his last name, Moosebiden we'll or something like that. They'd be, since visiting Minnesota, he's been to Texas Tech, Louisville, and Kansas. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's coming to Minnesota. I've kind of, I mean, and there's no reason, if Minnesota's getting Marquise Mitchell tomorrow, there's no reason to really talk about Jethro anymore anyway. Right. So, we move on. Um, I had heard – I had picked up the thought and, – and I like this idea. Um, I had picked up on the thought that uh, – the thought that some of the Minnesota was looking at in terms of a potential transfer this winter as well. And I was thinking about it, and there were a lot of quality mid-year transfers last year. Um, you know, Iowa got – or excuse me, Wisconsin bolstered their front court by adding the, the big fella from Ohio State. Um the, the guy that went to I'm, – I'm downstairs. So I don't have all the names in front of me. But Wisconsin Washington picked up a five-star transfer from Kentucky last year who will be mid-year eligible. So there are – last year there was like seven or eight high-quality mid-year transfers that will be eligible. But then we also got to think, Georgia Tech, didn't they just get in trouble? What are their players thinking? Mm-hmm. What are something – How bad will things be for Arizona and or Kansas if something happens to them based on the things that we've heard in the news? And would their players still be there? You know, like, these are things that, like, like maybe it wouldn't be so bad to add a major transfer. There might be a very talented player there. So I'm not saying that Minnesota is saving a a, a scholarship, like, taking one from a potential 2020 and – saving it for a potential transfer but i have heard that they're like you know keeping an eye on that which makes a lot of sense
0: right yeah and, and we talk frequently about how you know Things are so fluid in college basketball these days uh, for players trying to find fits for them, right? And I don't I don't blame them for that. But, you know, the, as a result, there are lots of transfers, whether it's grad transfers, whether it's first-year transfers, whether it's mid-year transfer, whatever. They're just lots, The transfer market is hot. Like, you even at 24-7, you guys have this transfer portal now that you guys actually track this stuff because there's so many.
1: That thing was fantastic. Like, I actually had this idea last July, and I was working on it for months in something we were doing for prep hoops, I was going to incorporate, I was going to have transfer rankings. And like it sure. was going to be all types: pipes, grad transfers, guys that set out mid-year, and, and then a total one. And I had it all set up, and I thought I was ahead of the world. And then all of a sudden, they hit mid-winter, and everybody's got transfer rankings. Everybody's got a transfer portal. And I looked at the thing I did, and I was like, wow, look at this old piece <laughs> of garbage I have here. Like, this mm. was like crap. And I stopped doing it. Like, but yeah, that's like everyone was thinking that because it's the it's the hot thing to do. So it's not just the spring. Like there are now mid and there are there are mid mid uh, mid winter transfers as well. And if teams if teams learn their fate in November or December or tomorrow. You know, you might see some more transfers there, so it's something to keep an eye on, not just for Minnesota, but for everybody in college. Right,
0: Right, exactly. Exactly.
1: So and Luke. We had talked about running through the schedule. We talked about we have to of course do a preview, you know, player by player what we think. But what about the great the first annual talk go for bucket draft? Draft. Where me and you talk about it, we're gonna draft our team. We're gonna draft a nine or ten man rotation, one of them has to be a JUCO. Have to add a walk on for the bench to be eleventh guy. We gotta have our draft.
0: So, and this is all time Gopher players.
1: It can be, but like I like, I I will never draft a player that I never saw play. Like I can't right. draft somebody from the '60s or '70s. Right. Like the only guys I can go back to are like Michael Thompson and Kevin McHale because I watched them in pros. I'm going to include them um, because I was able to see some something. But that's, the, that's as far back as I can go. Ooh. I'm sure people are like, what about Lou Hudson? And I'll be like, well, I'm sorry. i never seen him do anything.
0: So I, I, I like this idea. I, I will admit that you have a slight advantage because you're older than me. Um, but I like it. I'm going to do some research. We'll do this. I like it. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. I probably won't be picking any older guys anyway, though. There's I like this kid. It's true to this <laughs>
0: yeah no that'll that'll be super fun we'll totally do it and then we'll obviously preview the season um and then we'll get back into kind of a regular rhythm i'm still looking into you're trying to make this a little bit more frequent as well hopefully we'll get um some news out about that in the near future um i don't know ryan uh i'm excited about you know one to have basketball back because that's that's obviously um why people listen to this show they enjoy basketball um but you know it's fun to hear that recruiting's picking up a little bit. Hopefully, it'll, hopefully some of that success will dovetail uh, onto the court here in the fall.
1: Yes, I, I think Minnesota is going to bolster their roster by adding a nice combo guard. I think they're going to bolster their front court by adding a needed big for the future. And I think they're in decent position. No matter, I don't know who that third player is going to be. Could be Dawson. Could be Kerwin, Could be D J Gordon. Could be you know, uh, <laughs> could be Bob Jones III or something <laughs> from transferring from somewhere. Like I think, you're, I think there's going to be three solid pieces. I think they're going to get three solid pieces and move forward. Um, move forward some new players next year. So yeah, things are. I think things are looking pretty good. We're going to need to have a good. We're going to need to have a good winter though. And I think a lot of people are talking about it. Like, what do you think this team's going to be like? I personally think that Richard Pitino will probably have his best or one of his best teams in Minnesota in terms of chemistry. I think he has some of the best team-first basketball guys on both ends of the floor, guys that you can consistently trust to do move the ball, consistently take good shots, consistently play team defense. I think they have a roster that is full of that. Mm-hmm. And as long as they don't have a devastating injury to a main guy, I think it's going to be a fun winter as team basketball. Now, they may not have the talent that, you know, oh, that a, a Michigan State has or Maryland has. Or, and then you can also throw Ohio State in there with what they brought in young talent-wise. Mm-hmm. But, like, they might not have the quite that talent in that regard, but I think they can play with most people within the team basketball sense. Um the talent wise is why like i i can't remember if i put them eighth or ninth in the thing we had to turn into the big 10 but i think this team can finish better than that if they play if they're healthy because i think they're going to play good team basketball
0: yeah and it'll be a very fun season i know that the expectations maybe aren't as high as they have been in years past but um you know to to your point i think that they're going to play good team basketball and i think that they'll they'll be in a lot of games right Um, that's the hope at least and that should always be fun as well Um, so we're getting a little long here about 30 some minutes so we'll maybe wrap up I want to thank everybody for listening again if you enjoy the episode um, find it on whatever whatever aggregator you have and uh, please comment um, even rate it it's a good way for people to find us um, so that they can listen to some gopher basketball coverage I want to thank you for listening Um, any parting words Mr. James
1: you know our podcast might be listened on lawnmowers, but we're during the winter, so like we're probably more
0: of
1: the snowblower crowd. <laughs> is, that, is that what
0: we? Yeah, I think I think I think we're the snowblower crowd. So for those people on on, on GI, fire up your snowblowers even if there's no snow. Uh, this this is taco for buckets. It's it's time to get those snowblowers ready. So
1: leaf blowing maybe. Leaf blowing. blowing. There we leaf go. Blowing?
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks everybody right. for listening. Go gophers. <laughs>